And I'm Kim. Welcome to Cowboys Like Us, the podcast where we talk about Taylor Swift and her music. Yeehaw. Hello. Welcome to Cowboys Like Us, the only podcast that just saw the Eras Tour movie. We are joined for this special bonus reaction episode by... Our special guests, Madeline is here for the third time, and we also have two new guests with us, Charlie and Amber. Heyo, Pod Gremlin may be here. Excited to have seen the film, excited to have brought some extra guests. We got a friend of the pod, Amber, as well as junior friend of the pod, Charlie, here. Y'all already know my Taylor Swift history, so I will let our junior friend here tell us hers. Charlie, introduce yourself. Okay, hi, my name is Charlie, and um, I love Taylor Swift, that's the whole reason I'm here. Story behind that, that's actually pretty interesting, so, you know, 2016, Shake It Off blew the world by storm, then Reputation came out when I was like, either five, or, yeah, in 2017. Yeah, I was really young by the time, and um, I just listened to Reputation. And I loved it. It was like my favorite thing at that time. And then Lover came out, loved it, R.I.P. Loverfest. Folklore came out, did not like it. <laughs> I'm disappointed in myself. Evermore came out, didn't like it either. <laughs> I'm also very sad about that. I'm sorry, Evermore. But, and then all the Taylor's versions came out, listened to those. Then Midnight's came out, and then I really got back into it. Oops, I dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We're back. And, um, yeah, that's basically my story. And, and Midnight's now Aristore. Yeah, Midnight's and now Aristore. What kind of music do you like other than Taylor Swift? Broadway. I really like Broadway theater kid. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Friend of the pod, Amber. Would you like to introduce yourself? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Amber. Um, probably my first interaction with Taylor Swift would be, like, CMT Hot 100s back in the day when your parents would put it on cleaning. It's like yep. you got Picture to Burn on there, all that, all that kind of country stuff is kind of when I first got into Taylor Swift. But I, I really do listen to a lot of different types of music, every genre really that you can think of. I'm always down to listen to whatever, give impressions of it. So I think that's why I've stuck with Taylor Swift for so long because she's so versatile in the different genres that she switches to. She's not afraid to kind of jump into different things and kind of get different things going. Like obviously, like Charlie was saying with Folklore and Evermore, those are totally different vibes than previous albums and her shift from country to pop. So definitely a huge, huge Taylor Swift fan was lucky enough to fight the battle to get the tickets to the Aerosaur and see it in person. And it was even better watching the concert movie. Just a lot of details that you miss first going to see the tour versus the movie but yeah that, that's pretty much it we'll, we'll let kim and justin get into it yeah friend of the pod amber's the only one of us that has managed to actually see the Aristore. Wow. must be nice must be nice. <laughs> so we want to talk about some critical reception yes we're going to get into our thoughts yeah and impressions but first let's hear from the critics yeah see what they think all right the rap 
said that the Eras Tour movie was a bombastic celebration of not only Swift's musical catalog, but friendship, joy, and color that benefits from being on the biggest screen possible. Screen International said, filled with both spectacle and strikingly intimate moments. U.S. Today said, a joyful encounter full of love that indicated Swift isn't the only one having a blast at her shows. Times of London said, a spectacular, loving, crafted movie that somehow captures everything great about the live show. Daily Telegraph said, the sheer spectacle and energy of the film is enough to convert even the most rabid anti-Swifty. NME said three hours of slick, loving, lovingly shot footage of a modern pop star operating at the very peak of her powers. All right. Seems like they liked it. I do have one question. Yep. Anti-Swifty? Yeah, they're saying that even people who hate her would love this movie. Would love the movie. Still, interesting choice of words, whatever magazine that was. That was uh, the Daily Telegraph. Okay, Daily Telegraph. Um, your name's been outdated, but <laughs> I think they're British. Yeah. So. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Corrosted by the All right. American. Movie. Charlie, do you want to tell us what the what the environment was like in the in the theater? Interesting. Interesting. Bracelets. Bracelets. <laughs> bracelets. Yeah, we should mention that we made special promotional bracelets. To give out during the, or well, before the movie, I should say. Mm-hmm. And Charlie was on top of that, and she gave out, how many did we have? We had 50. I gave out 47. 47 of 50, pretty good. And so. I also got some, they're really cute. Yeah. Yeah, made some trades. I, I got a fearless one, and that's probably my favorite one. Indeed. Our crowd was pretty chill. Clearly, everyone was there because they wanted to meet, to be. We didn't have any, um... We didn't have any sticklers or naysayers or anybody in our theater that didn't sound seem like they were having fun. But we also weren't in a packed theater, remarkably. We're only seeing it Saturday night, but our theater was not packed out. We had plenty of room in our row. Uh, we had a great view. We weren't obstructed by any dancing or anything. It was it was good. We we had we had a solid viewing experience, in my opinion. We were probably singing the loudest out of everyone in the theater. Yeah, we- definitely, definitely. Yeah, we were like doing Taylor Swift trivia before the movie had started, and one of them had Fearless the song, and a girl just screamed, Fearless! <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was crazy, but yeah. I still liked it, and it was super fun. Did we make any new friends? Yes. Yes, we did. Charlie did. Charlie least. made a lot of friends. <laughs> I made a friend. <laughs> I made one friend. <laughs> You made two friends. I made friends with. Oh, well, I made two friends. Yeah. yeah, she likes the workers. Yeah. I made friends with the employees. <laughs> I made... We did score an AMC bracelet, which is exciting. Uh, yeah. It is on the smaller side, so we're giving it to the junior pod friend. But you know, Hell it's a solid. Them. We're excited that we got it. All right. Overall, what'd you think? Did you like it? I think it's pretty great. Was it any good? Was it the worst film you've ever seen? <laughs> like I said, I think when we were watching it, that I think that they did the transitions really, really nicely. The editing for the Reputation era was just absolutely crazy. Like, the snake that they put in there. Honestly, the Reputation was one of my favorite parts of the concert, and it's I think it stayed true to, to the film as well, just with the editing, the transitions that happened in that era and, and different things like that. But also just seeing how they transitioned it from, you know, different things that they would do on stage, like 
with Red during the actual concert. They kind of played different music and got everybody excited. But then in the show, it's like the balloons go up and it switches and each era has a different, you know, film set that goes over it. So I just thought it was really nice as far as transitions and the different eras. Um, what do you think, Trevor? <laughs> like I said, I love the atmosphere. Reputation's probably one of my favorite albums, if not mine. But also from this, I learned a new insult. Super Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We managed to pull off some SpongeBob references in our Taylor Swift showing. And I called Justin a Super Weenie Hut Jr. since he barely sang anything. Yeah, he is a Super Weenie Hut. Justin <laughs> is, this is confirmed for the pod, Justin is a Super Weenie Hut Jr. Don't send him to the salty Splatoon. He'd never make it. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't sing. Very much, because as I believe I mentioned on our regular episode that's coming out mm-hmm. tomorrow or Monday, I was basically going in cold to the film, so I was paying attention and watching things trying and trying that. to experience it all. Yeah, so my overall thought was was really good, really good. I thought her voice sounded really good, very clear, very strong. I liked the set design was really cool. I liked the choreography on the dancing and everything. Just super well put together concert. I've never been to anything like that, and it must be nice to be Amber to have been there. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a performance. Like a lot of people, a lot of people want to say that you know, like Taylor Swift doesn't stop and talk during her shows, and you know, just different things like that that other you know artists will do when they have a smaller following. But to have the ability to command a stadium like that is just badass. That's so cool. I don't know if I'm allowed to You're allowed to come. I was like, you're fine. But, yeah, no, it's just just insane to be able to command the stadium like that to hold everybody's attention, especially for three hours. And in the movie as well, like, not only is she filming a concert, she's actually doing that concert at the same time. And while she's filming, she's making sure to make the energy submersive to the viewer when they're sitting in the stadium. And then also the viewer that's sitting in uh, auditorium. Yeah, or an auditorium. Not auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> for a freaking movie theater. Yeah, I think it is notable to point out that watching the movie, and I, I watched her live streams. I did not go in blind like Justin, but her mic is always live. Mm-hmm. She never goes in with a dead mic. And if she does, she's like, give me a live mic <laughs> because she is singing for oh, yeah. three hours. Yep. She's also trying to pack in as much as she possibly can so it makes sense that she doesn't doesn't do a whole lot of talking in between because like she's got songs to get through (laughs) speaking of the length the show is over three hours basically three and a half the film ends up being just shy of three i believe Mm -hmm. which is in theory a very long film Mm -hmm. but at no point did it feel like it had been a long time except for during the all too well 10 minute version (laughs) That song is just so long. Charlie left, went to the bathroom, and came back during all too well 10-minute version. Justin, you're saying it wrong. It has to be all too well 10-minute version, Taylor's version, from the vault, from Red Taylor's version, you weenie hot junior. (laughs) But like I said, like everyone... (laughs) (laughs) But... All the chants and stuff remind me from what's been going on at all the Beyonce concerts recently in, like, Atlanta and stuff, where she just screams everybody on mute, and the whole stadium just silent for, like, ten seconds. Yeah, the different artists have their different trends, and uh, I think it was cool to experience the chant 
on a small scale in a movie theater with your friends, chilling. Next question. Justin, what was your favorite era overall? Oh, it's a tough one because I really liked all of them except for Speak Now, which was just too short. It only got Mm -hmm. Enchanted. Probably my favorite era actually was Reputation, which was surprising to me because it's not one of my favorite Taylor albums. But I think the songs really lend themselves to being played in an arena setting like that, just very loud and very bombastic. And Taylor's outfit was cool, and they were doing cool choreography. It really worked, I think. What about you? Yeah, Reputation is my favorite era overall and my favorite era for choreography. I really like, in particular, when she stomps on the stage of Delicate and the floor shatters, and then she goes prancing over the shattered glass. (laughs) She did a lot of prancing. She did do a lot of prancing. I really, really love the transition between Don't Blame Me into Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah, just overall a vibe. Rep is for real a vibe. Like Amber mentioned earlier, I really like, and of course there are spoilers in this podcast. Probably need to throw that at the beginning somewhere, whatever. Um, but the snake that they put over the stage was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then when the red transition and I had expected the different music to come out of the box and I got the 99 red balloons, like this. 90s reference over here, early 2000s reference, super cool. But my favorite era in the movie cut has got to be folklore. It's it's incredible. It's so good. I love the set. I love the dance. It's it's so good. I hate some of the cuts that they made, but I'm sure we'll go over that as well. But I think folklore for cinematography, set, and song choice, as well as choreography, has got to be my top. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to say, like, everyone else in here, either Reputation or 1989. I'm just a 1989 person. I liked all the things that she did. Like I said, Reputation was cool, the big snake. I like for Look What You Made Me Do, when they had, like, all her different arrows, like, in the boxes and stuff. That was super cool. And I really had fun screaming, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. You know why? Because she's dead. And it was just (laughs) magical. Yeah, so I know I already went pretty deep into reputation standing, um, and I do still stand by that. My only other thing would be debuted if it was existent at all, um, but it's just not. Um, yeah, spoiler that you know our song was in there, and I'm glad that she did that. It's probably why she did that is because there's literally it's just non-existent. I'm hoping at some point on a live stream you can catch that. But at least she did put our song in there. Yeah. But debut stand for live, CMT, Hot 100. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about debut and it's sad. So as far as visual aesthetics go, what was your favorite era? Like the look of the stage, the general vibe it gave off. I really like Evermore, actually. It felt very sort of, I believe you said, to me in the theater forest witch yes. something like that it did feel like that i love the little glowing orange orbs whatever they were dragon balls dragon balls yeah they do if you've seen dragon ball z that's what, that's what yeah. they get like. but yeah it just was cool i like taylor's long hooded robe thing yeah. and the smoke and everything yeah Ev- halloweeny which i like yeah exactly how very halloweeny I liked Evermore the best as well, visually. I like the color palette of Evermore. I like when she transitions to the piano, the moss-covered piano, and she's like under the roots of the tree, and there's a little lantern. I just like all of that vibe. Yeah, Evermore is a solid set, but as far as 
just thinking about stage projections, I really like when we get the giant Guitar Hero-esque guitar in Fearless. That's solid. But I love the rep stage projections. Every song is different and unique in the rep stage projections. Include, like Kim has already mentioned, that delicate, as she's singing about something being delicate and fragile, as she stomps her feet and creates cracks throughout. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's art. It's performance art, as what I said in the theater. And it was incredible. I would also have to say Evermore because I want to be a ghost in a forest in a cool house. And on that house where she's saying, um, Betty in, so cool. So cool. But I'd also have to pick Lover. I know, crazy. Just because Lover, um, I like the house in You Need to Calm Down. You're just a big fan of houses, huh? <laughs> like her mama. Yeah, yeah, like her. Amber, what do you think? Yeah, so without taking into account the awesome editing of Reputation in the movie, taking the big old snake out of the occasion that took up the whole stadium, I would probably actually go with Midnight's because uh -huh. Midnight's, you know, you've got the clouds starting out with lavender haze rolling out. They're going up and down the ladders all the time. And then you roll into Mastermind, which is her basically including the, you know, whole floor of the stage and all of the dancers at once. And basically going back to just her commanding that whole song is, is really what she's doing and using everything to her advantage as far as screens and projections and things like that. And then, you know, you go to Antihero. She's got the visuals going on in the background, kind of like the music video of her massive self walking through the city, lurking towards you. And then just all the way to the end in Midnight Rain, where they've got umbrellas going, visual effects on the back big screen i just think it was a really nice ending to the show when it said midnight on the thing it looked like the iphone like the apple font like oh, look yeah. we can <laughs> the iphone 15 okay it, midnight's does yeah, have but, an apple font the waves that go into it the transition into midnight to end it too the the waves that go into yeah. it after the dive i think i think that's really nice apple waves yeah mm -hmm. all right what was your favorite song and what song was you know cut or was missing that you wish would have been in there. My favorite song was probably Cruel Summer. I knew it was going to bang live, and it sure did. <laughs> so I was thrilled about that. It was the second song featured, I believe, after Miss Americana mm -hmm. and the Heartbreak Prince. Really got the energy up right away, which was cool. The song I was disappointed wasn't there was Mirrorball. My Kingdom for Mirrorball. Yeah. One of my favorite songs. I think it's beautiful. And I would have loved to have it in there with the full, you know, effects and everything. All the, the magic of, yeah, the, of the show. Yeah. My favorite song is My Tears Ricochet. And I think it is only my favorite song with the combination of the storytelling, the dancers, the choreography, all of it combined. But it's definitely my favorite. I look forward to it every time I watch the Eras Tour on live stream. And it was the same for the movie. The song I miss knowing the set list. I felt like we really could have used Cardigan to really round out the trio. And I really don't understand why she took out Wildest Dreams when it's only half the song anyway. And it transitions into Bad Blood. So I feel like we could have had it either way. Him and I match on that. My Tears Ricochet standing, standing because it is the most incredible performance of a song. The visuals, the set 
the song itself, the storytelling, you will experience that song so differently watching it on the Eras tour than you will listening to it on its album. So I'd say that's definitely my, it's not my favorite Taylor Swift song, but it is my favorite song from the Eras tour. The song that I missed, also knowing the set list, I'm an Archer stan. Uh, I really enjoy her performance of the Archer during the Eras tour uh, live streams that I watched. So I missed that and I would like to see that if it comes to any streaming platforms. Okay, so my favorite song in there, probably Enchanted, just because of all the magic in there and stuff. Probably Love Story, since there were probably like seven proposals. That's why I call it the proposal song. One that I miss in there wasn't even in the Airs tour at all, which makes me depressed, is this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I wish that was in the Airs tour. It's so good. So good. Great, great song. My favorite song that she performs on the tour is probably Illicit Affairs. I really like that one a lot. Just the emotion that she showed. I liked it a lot when I first listened to it on the album when it came out. And then I just think seeing her perform it with so much emotion just like gives it a whole new meaning. And especially seeing it on screen and... I don't know. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just like you can feel her pain in both of those songs, kind of the one because she goes from that song to the other song, and it's just the transition from both of those just kind of just like feels painful and powerful at the same time. And then one that I wish was still in there is actually "Tis the Damn Season" because I really, really like seeing that one live and listening to it. It's one of my favorite songs. I listen to it all the time. My sister went with me to the concert and she was like, I just, that tis the damn song. I just, I just about that song. And I'm like, I love that song. What do you mean? So I was disappointed that it wasn't in there. But hopefully when she does go to a streaming service, she can add a couple more of those songs. Uh, I hope we get the true, like, full. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, uh, I don't know if we'll ever get, I am also a tis the damn season fan, but I don't know if we'll get it when it comes to streaming services, unless she recorded elsewhere without our knowledge, like other concerts. Which I would because not put back. I would not put that past her either. She had film crews following her around the film red carpet the other night. Yep. You can so, call her babe for the weekend. You can call her babe for the weekend. <laughs> She's got it. No, um, she didn't work. She didn't sing "Tis the Damn Season" while she was in L.A. So I worry um, about getting it. Yeah, true, true. All right. Last but not least, what was your favorite outfit? I wrote the question. <laughs> I wrote the question. It wasn't a matter of expectation. It's I was thinking this in the theater because I m remembered writing that, and I was like, "This is going to be hard to do for me because Charlie is underage, and so there are certain considerations." <laughs> what do you mean? Do we need to cover her ears? Yeah, we can earmuff her. Get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> She's so yeah, my favorite outfit was definitely the reputation outfit, because damn. Because damn. <laughs> <laughs> I will not, I'm not going to go further into it. I think you get the message. So, Kimberly? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I just felt her ears pop when I pulled my hands off of her ears. You had it about to tie, man. <laughs> my favorite outfit is really just one article, and I personally adore the multicolored tassel jackets. In Midnight's. I want one in every color. That's my favorite. I hate to give my answer because I have a different, I have a favorite Eras Tour outfit and she did not wear it. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite Eras Tour outfit is the tassely lover suit, but she does not wear that in the film, spoiler alert. But my favorite outfit in the film, 
that's a tough one again because it some of my favorite eras didn't get my favorite outfits so i'm gonna have to go with midnights because that is one of my favorite of the bodysuits for midnights and the midnights bodysuit is just so versatile it it's a clear winner it's a beautiful blue it's got great tassels mm -hmm. i love the midnights bodysuit I like that with the Midnight's one, she went with the brightest blue bodysuit that she has. Because some of the other ones are a lot darker. Yeah, there's they've got that Midnight blue vibe to them, and she could almost disappear. But yeah, that was that was a choice. Uh, the folklore white dress was also a choice, I think, in visibility. But yeah. Charlie, favorite outfit? Okay, so favorite outfit. Speak now, I'm sorry. I love speak now. <laughs> the the cupcake dress. The yeah, dress. The, yeah, the cupcake dress because of how big it was and just because i like big poofy dresses like it's bridgerton or something i also i also have to pick folklore when it like had like the flaps under the arms like the dracula flaps i like those too they're good flaps whatever those are called i just call them dracula they're flaps. like wings yeah the dracula wings uh, my favorite have to be, honestly, I think it's really just song specific. I really like the red and black robe that she wears when she sings the 10 minute version. Of yeah, it's like a cowboy she, duster. Yeah, I just think it's really dope. She puts it, she just slips it on over that bodysuit that she's wearing before. I think it's a top and it's short so piece. Fun. But yeah, I just think, and, and I think her guitar actually matches. Mm -hmm. And it just, and it just looks really, really good together. I wish she wore it for a little bit longer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she went for 10 minutes, eh? <laughs> I didn't get to see it in real life because I went to the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay. So to wrap it up, overall thoughts, but would you recommend someone who doesn't typically listen to Taylor Swift, isn't a Swifty, doesn't consider themselves a fan? Do you think they would enjoy this film? Well, that is something that one of the critical reviewers he felt that it was worth recommending to them and it would convert them and i have to say i think i agree i think even if taylor's not your favorite artist just the sheer spectacle and work that went into the show and the you know the film is worth worth your time and money i think and i think it would be an enjoyable experience i agree i think even if you don't get all of the little nuances of the show it's still a fun show she puts on a good show, and that's what she's known for. So I think anybody would enjoy watching this movie. Yeah, so I am a huge fan of live music, and I think if anybody, if you even if you enjoy concerts or live shows even a little bit, and you've never heard of Taylor Swift, never listened to her, you will love this because of the spectacle and the show. But I will say there are people in this world that I have met that do not enjoy live performances or concerts or that sort of theater. And so if you don't like that, you're probably not going to enjoy this because it doesn't have a storyline. Uh, but if you go into it knowing it's a concert, it is an incredible concert. So yeah, I definitely recommend it in that way. Yeah, I would recommend it to basically all my friends. I don't listen to Taylor Swift that much since I have a lot of them. Perhaps I'm still friends with them. But <laughs> convert them. Yeah, I will convert them to the religion of Taylor Swift. <laughs> kind of religion at this point but um yeah i would just go and see it again just to do it because when i heard that first note of betty i was like okay i fully converted <laughs> we're a cult now i was gonna say was it a question of your conversion before that <laughs> were you no, like on the fence about being a fan i was barely on that fence like 
My jacket got stuck in it. My jacket got stuck on the bed. You're hanging on to the bed. I was like, ah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> no, I, I think that the majority of people, if they were to watch this movie, would be able to find something in there that they definitely connect with. I mean, I think that's just who Taylor Swift is as an artist and why so many people love and care about her is because all the things she writes about, you can take it in 10 different ways and it can mean something different to every single person that listens to it. And with her being so versatile with every era, there's there's going to be something in there that you like. I mean, obviously, there's a few and far between that, that are just going to be like, who's Taylor Swift anyway? <laughs> but but as a performer, as a performance that she put on, the production, the dancers, the music, the visuals, it's just overall just a great documentary for a concert. One of the best that is out there right now. So I would say definitely I would recommend it. I think a lot of people should see it. Even if you're like on the fence like Charlie, it'll send you right over. I'm not on it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um basically we did not see any fathers of Swifties that were forced to go. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to see any wholesome Swifty dads, but that's Yeah, that right. secretly didn't like it, but we're just there. All right, Pod fam. Thank you very much for having us. We are, we're excited you. to be here. Uh yeah, Charlie and Amber, welcome to the pod. Yeah. Thanks for being here. We're Happy here now. Here. Come back anytime. Yeah, yeah come we're back. We're, we're we're covering um a song every week, so we got at least 200 more weeks. <laughs> Okay. Honestly, yeah. make sure to check out the regular episode on um, what song did we do? I don't even remember. Stay, stay, we stay, stay, right? Stay. <laughs> we stay, also stay, have stay. a back catalog of, of 20 additional songs. So yeah. if you're new, go listen to those as well. Yeah. And follow us on social media. We are on X and we are on Instagram and we are on threads at CBLU underscore podcast. I think that is it for now. Thank you guests for being here. Thank you listeners for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Cowboys Like Us. Follow us on Instagram, threads, and X at CBLU underscore podcast email us directly at cowboys like us podcast at gmail.com new episodes every monday on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts y'all come back now you hear